0: All right, welcome to Auto Dealer Live. I'm David Villa. Hey, hey, Dave Cribs here. What up, what up, automotive folks? It is the month of May, wrapping up, getting ready to have a Memorial Day weekend, and uh, what a what a what a Memorial Day to remember, right? We're not only remembering, obviously, the amazing, you know, country and in, in the service of those who have, so you know, given their lives, right, for this country. Um, so we're it's in memory of them and honoring them. Um, but also the fact that I think that this will be a Memorial Day that we'll remember because this will be a year that we will remember.
1: Yeah, I mean, Memorial Day is, is, is famous for, you know, having a huge uh, sale weekend. There's, there's typically there, there are some manufacturers that step up with additional incentives just for that, that time period. Uh, there are also lenders sometimes that loosen up some of the standards, Dave, in, in lending for that particular weekend. Um, but we've never gone into Memorial Day weekend where the whole country was sort of in different uh, places and kind of, uh, you know, up in arms and, and going through this little crisis that we are. But even though we're coming back, and I think, can you imagine what this week weekend by would have been like if it had fallen like a month ago or oh, yeah. six or eight it, weeks? It would have been a disaster, but now I think we're poised for mm-hmm. uh, a pretty big weekend for most places. You know, so yeah, it's, and it's
0: interesting. Actually, though, I— I um. It's it's very cra- very crazy in some ways. I've seen you know obviously well, we've talked for weeks about um, you know things that we've done here and what we've seen with our clients, but not even talking about that. Just talking about in general, talking to dealers. Matter of fact, um, in talking to dealerships that we were prospecting to present our product to, multiple. I'm talking multiple dealers have. It's been either or, and there's been dealers that have been hurting, but there's been some dealers that have. I mean many that have said, man, let me tell you something. I just talked to, I'll mention his name. I mean, I talked to Kirk Cahill um, at East Coast Honda, number one Honda store prior prior to this, and I guess they still are. I'm not sure, but number one Honda store in the state of South Carolina. I think out of, um, you know, what, 1,100 Honda stores, I think they were ranked number 105 in the nation, you know, right prior to uh, February or so. He told me uh, a couple of days ago that on uh, Friday and Saturday they sold over 50 cars you know, and, uh, just in general. And so there's been, mm-hmm. I, so I, I'm with you a little bit, but I also think that this is a huge opportunity that a lot of dealers have, have utilized the, I hate to use the word taking advantage because that's, that has a negative connotation to it, but you taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there, there mm-hmm. are customers that are out there and that's just it. And that's just the reality. If you don't take advantage of people anytime you're not going to take advantage of someone during this time it's that they're just customers and it's just really pivoting And a phrase that um dave i've been kind of uh i wrote it down in my notes a couple of days ago i'm actually doing some studying on it to kind of put something together was the phrase that's that's been around for a while turn on a dime Mm. you know and um talking a little bit about that turn on a dime and uh and and then there's some some things i'm going to kind of add to it but um there was a uh, an interesting story that Joe Joe and I last night went to uh, eat at Carrabba's and we were talking and he was sharing something with me and you know he was it was I don't I like
1: get... I like Carrabba's. <laughs>
0: well, we didn't make a decision to go <laughs> until the something. last minute. Actually, he helped me move some stuff, but <laughs> but anyway, we were we were sitting there talking and we were just going over a story that he had heard and he sent it to me. Um, and I don't want to go through the whole story, but here's what turning on a dime or pivoting. And this is what this industry's done in many ways. We're going to talk to some folks that did that. But he was talking about a story that he was familiar with. Um, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's, I think it's a bow weevil. <laughs> it's a bug, you know, whatever. I think I said it right. And this basically in Alabama, this is, I mean, decades ago, right? In Alabama, during a time where there was this bow weevil that was wreaking havoc on the cotton fields there. Hmm. And it was literally just, I mean, wiped them out. This is how they made their living. And there was uh, they didn't know how to kill it. They didn't know what to do. It wouldn't, it wouldn't die. And it was killing their crops. It devastated, I mean, literally devastated their farms. And uh, Joe, the story in the morning, I'm kind of tying this in with the turn on the dime because I'm doing some training on it. Hmm. Um, the uh, moral of the story is one guy had an, op- an idea. He said, let's plant peanuts instead and see if, see if what they think about that. And they're like peanuts. We can't make any money on that. They planted them, and evidently the bow weevil doesn't like peanuts. It doesn't eat it. Won't touch them. And the long story short, they made more money in a very short period of time, like three month period, than they would make in a whole year's worth of cotton. So they switched their whole deal on the dime, you know, and started planting uh, peanuts. And so I, you know, I, I just I just know that this industry has done that to some degree, and there's been the ability for us to turn on a dime. And I think that that's an important thing to look at. So, anyway, what that's worth.
1: Yeah, well, I know some of our guests have done that. They've had to do that. Some of the guests that are coming on today uh, have done exactly that, and including, I know, Amanda Gordon, who uh, owns and operates an independent dealership. I know that she had to do, do some major changes uh, based on the restrictions uh, there in their area. And then, of course, today we're also going to have Rebecca Chernick, who, yes. um, who <coughs> is not only uh, a specialist and a trainer in finance uh, has been a part of F&I for so many years and one of the most recognized trainers in the country in that area um, and I know I've been tuning in to some of her broadcasts recently mm-hmm. and, um, and, and she's been talking a lot about the uh the seamless finance transaction online right Uh, we've always talked about that and in fact we've even talked about will there be a finance position in the future as Mm -hmm. we move this thing online uh but but obviously in light of recent events (laughs) it's forced the hand uh, Dave, uh, for a lot of those options, and when when that happens, people begin to get creative and innovative and find solutions. And the next thing you know, now there's products available that that make that possible for dealers. So. Yeah, there is, and
0: she's you know she's at the forefront um, of. You know, of, of of really understanding that, and, and that's she's made that her passion. I mean, that's what she does. Absolutely, that's what she teaches. And so, Rebecca's coming on. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we're going to bring someone on as well to kind of interact with that. That's at the blacktop level. We've got an internet sales director, but also he is uh, responsible for uh, finance at uh, Riverside Ford of Tulsa, and that's uh, Pete Marshall is going to be joining us. And then we're bringing, like you said, Amanda Gordon on, who where she fits into the conversation with regards to what we've been talking about. Not only does she own a dealership, she, is, uh, she had to pivot and she had to make some changes and do a lot of things, uh, streamline a lot of processes, as did a lot of other uh, folks. And so Amanda's going to come on and just talk a little bit about that. So we're going to have some really organic conversation. I think that's the best conversation. That's what we kind of yes. are fond of. You know, we're fond of getting some folks that know what they're talking about on, getting them talking. Sometimes I think, you know, it's it's hard sometimes because you know, there's people that like to post. And, you know, we're, we're one of those. We're two of those people. We post and you know how, you know, our team posts for us and things like that. You know how we feel about things. Sometimes, you know, people feel a certain way. And if you get along with them and talk to them, you'll understand that. But you don't necessarily get the benefit of 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 that. You know, because they're busy working and doing things. So mm-hmm. we like to pull that information out of folks to get them to talk about it. So I'm interested in talking to Pete. And then we got a great thing after the uh, first segment's over with the three of them, we're gonna be bringing segment two on. And it's normally our spotlight segment, but we're not gonna call it that today. We're just bringing Frank Lopes on, right? And, uh, and Frank, obviously, you know uh, Frank, and um, he, uh, he runs a, a, his podcast, he's a great guy, but he posted something recently and, um, you know, just a couple of days ago where he talked about buyers or liars, right? And, and it got a lot of feedback and we have some comments printed out and we want to bring Frank on and, and uh, you know, see if we can agree and disagree a little bit and get him, you know, talking a little bit about that because it, it, it did stir up some posh, passionate comments. And I think you, if you didn't see that post, you'll have some feedback uh, one way or the other on that as well as our audience. So make sure you share the show today because I think it's going to be a good, a good show um, and, uh, you know, make, maybe someone that doesn't know who we are knows you. So we'd love for you to share the show, please.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We ready, Mike. We're going to get Amanda mm-hmm. right now. So, so okay. real quick, Dave, I, uh, it kind of a cool story last night. Um, I, I was invited over to a, a graduation party and, um, so I went, I like graduation, yeah, parties, I, right? I like, gra- <laughs> yeah, okay. I like Carapas. Okay. Um, so I was invited to a graduation party. And and I and I had already uh, was was informed that the uh, the owner of the home that we were going to because uh, it was at a house obviously because of the situation um, the owner of the home we were going to uh, happened to be in the car business and happened to own uh, a pretty uh, uh, well recognized uh, company out there Car Chat Twenty Four, and okay. and we've 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 interviewed uh, Jeff Stearns with Car Chat mm-hmm. Twenty Four Tom Lapointe yep. uh, formerly with Car Chat Twenty Four. Uh, but anyway, it was kind of interesting because I got there and there a lot of people there. And then um, I'm kind of roaming around the living room, and there's this book laying on the counter: "Unfair Advantage." And uh, and there is Sharif Mowad, who is the uh, owner of the home and owner of Car Chat Twenty Four, and uh, and it was co-authored uh, a best-selling book, "Unfair Advantage," co-authored with many of our colleagues yeah. that have been on our show: uh, Tracy Meyer, Tim Bird, Troy Spring. I mean, a whole bunch of Brian Posh. Uh, so it was pretty cool, and uh, he was a great guy. A beautiful home. Uh, there on Lake Tarpon here in Florida, but uh, just thought I'd bring that. It was kind of a cool coincidence.
0: Cool. Car business is everywhere, right? Car you go to a graduation party, man. you can't, you can't help but stumble into 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 a car into a home of a car guy. So right, it's pretty cool. That's great. So t- hey, make sure you comment and let us know. You know what you guys are experiencing. You know what, what your months looking like. What your what what's your market doing. You know um, we're hearing we're hearing all kinds of great stories, and I think it's times like this where encouragement is just the very thing that a lot of people need. Um, you know, it's interesting because as states are kind of reopening and, 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 some are going into, you know, different phases, you know, we're seeing like states like Pennsylvania. I mean, it's just, um, the buyers are just amazing there. I talked to my buddy, Mike Savota, um, who runs Buchanan auto park and Buchanan Chevy. I mean, Mike is right now, you know, because he's really stepped out in the course the state of Pennsylvania was just solidly shut down. Mm. Um, they couldn't even do online sales until three and a half weeks ago or so. And, uh, mike showed me and this is going into maryland and other states that didn't have some of the clampdowns that they did he's leading this is uh, this past weekend he was leading his nearest chrysler dodge deep uh um, dealership and there was like 15 in the region he was leading them by over 20 cars and new cars out for the month and this is again about a week and a half ago a week ago but um, you know, so just you know, some really amazing uh, dealers out there, and uh, maybe you know somebody and, and, and you know something that's going on. So we'd love to hear uh, from you as well. What about you, Dave? You have um, you heard anything?
1: um you know it kind of goes back to just depending on where you're at geographically you know we've seen some uh some some places again that were just you know so locked down that it's been it's been you know pretty impactful but other places the, the good news is that there are stories one after another dave of places that are just killing it mm-hmm. uh, right now and when you, when we talked earlier in the opener about taking advantage of the um, sort of the season if you will was that It's not so much, as as you mentioned, when you say taking advantage, sometimes that has a a negative connotation, but leveraging um, anything like any smart entrepreneur would leverage what's going on in the marketplace Mm -hmm. in order to bring more value, right? So we're not talking about uh, taking advantage of a customer. In, In fact, it's the contrary right now. There's so much out there for the buyer. And just leveraging all of that and leveraging the message, having your messaging line up with what's happening. And I think that has been a big part of the success of these dealers that are that are doing so well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, one of the things, and just give us a thumbs up, Michael, when Amanda's on. We have two-thirds on, and we're just waiting on uh, Skype to bring in Amanda Gordon so we can get this conversation rolling. But, um, you know, one of the things, too, we'd like to hear your feedback on this as we're going to be doing some shows in the upcoming uh, next couple of weeks on Talking about inventory as well, you know, uh, with the factories now, the factories are beginning to uh, operate again, but you know, they are, there is a lag there now. So they can kick it into high gear, but you know, there's going to be a lag. And so there's going to be some dealers, at least for the month of June, that are going to be very low on new car inventory.
1: Inventory strategy right now, right now today is at the top. Yeah. It it really is with what's going on. Well, then what happens,
0: you know, what's going to happen, the uh, the used car prices are going to, or used cars are going to be in demand where the auctions are going to, yank them back up when they when they open you know as they open back up and there's going to be a very interesting race to the top to get vehicles you know um another thing though that's interesting is there are you know it's in it, here's a time for you to play catch up you know so if you if you hunkered down i mean that's you know whether you think that strategy's worked for you or not maybe some of you hunkered down and didn't know what to do and maybe you regretted it halfway through and maybe it wasn't the best strategy then maybe it was but many of you that are overloaded with inventory are going to be in a position that, um, you know, uh, that t- play catch up, you yeah. know, and, I, and, and here's the thing, man. It's all about opportunity and just don't let the opportunity, you know, I think it pass. You know, that's that's the thing. And, uh, you know, get creative, you know, somebody will say, well, I can't you know, really do anything. Um, because if, if you're texting me, Mike, I, I'm, I'm there,
1: there, there, are going to be careers okay. that are made or broken in this season right now. There were, there really are really, yeah. truly believe that because like you said, there's, you know, there is some uncertainty, you know, uh, we use all of the available data and the marketplace and everything else of what's going on in order to, uh, to get this right. But especially when we start talking about spending money, buying, uh, inventory, pre-owned yeah. inventory, you've got to get that right right mm-hmm. now. So, it, you know, we'll see what happens, but, uh, but yeah. I, um, also, Dave, can we can we do a sneak peek on what's coming up with Frank Lopes? Just a yeah. little teaser of yeah, let's uh, do what, it. what it is. Yeah, do topic. It. Do Just it, to do give
0: it. you guys uh, an
2: update, not to cut you guys off, but we have two on. Um, we're still trying to get Amanda in. She's running into some technical difficulties on her side. So if you guys want to run, start? we can run. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's bring you, them you on.
0: Get, you want to give them a quick feedback or you want to uh, go forward? Ju- up to you. Uh,
1: let's go right into our segment since let's do we're it. a few minutes off. All right.
0: Hey, so let's uh, let's go ahead. I'll introduce them and I'll let you go in first. So we don't want to make these these people wait any longer than they have. So. Uh, First segment here, looking forward to this, we have Rebecca Chernick. uh, She is the CEO and founder of Chernick Consulting, and we have Pete Marshall, Internet uh, Sales Director, also involved in the uh, finance over at Riverside Ford at Tulsa. And then, of course, she's going to be coming on here in just a moment, Amanda Gordon, uh, owner and founder of Gojo Auto. I want to welcome you, all three of you, to Auto Dealer Live, and uh, uh, we appreciate your patience. And I'm going to let Cribs go ahead and open up the conversation um, and hope you guys are doing well. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so let's let's just get right in. Let's go over to Becky. And you know, Becky, obviously, dealers have made, uh, you know, big adjustments everywhere um, uh, with this whole COVID thing. And you know, oftentimes, I think that we think about first, of course, you know, how do we adjust our sales process? And how do we make sure that we're getting customers and actually selling cars? And then we'll figure out the finance as we go. But let's talk about what have you seen as far as how this has affected uh, F&I process?
3: Well, of course, you know, it just again, depending upon where the dealership is actually located, how much they're affected by this COVID-19, and um, is going to play into um, <clears throat> that sales process and um, same same practices, if you will, so uh, appointment setting, getting customers into the dealership, however which way that you can. Don't worry about addressing any customer specific questions, that sort of stuff. So you know, that played out really well for many for, for many years. Now with this COVID-19 and the crisis and uh, that sort of stuff. So now it's like, well, we can't really quite do that, right? That doesn't make sense anymore to have that type of uh, process. And now we have to have more of a consultative approach when we engage with our customers earlier on. And because of that, that has really helped to um, to make a greater impact in the entire sales process, and actually, in a way, shorten that process and create a much better customer experience by having this information earlier on, and creating, um, if you will, a sense of you know we appreciate who you are, we appreciate the business, and we also want to make sure that that doing business with us, we're doing the right thing by our customers and we're going to make it a safe experience. We're going to make it fun. We're gonna shorten the time that it takes. It's gonna be user friendly. And frankly, they live up to their word. They are credible. And because that they're credible, they're seeing they're much more upfront in their sales processes and we're streamlining the process and we're just getting rid of the BS. friction and getting into the heart uh, the heartbeat of the deal if you will and that means how do we get from the sales portion into um, providing customers with that specific information as it pertains to giving them the option to self-desk to determine payment options in advance to be able to even even determine some of these product offerings in advance as well and before they make their way into a dealership. So this is all kind of playing out, right? Trial and error. And I'm sure that there's other folks here that can talk a little bit through that as well, but seeing some really good things mm-hmm. happening with them.
1: Yeah, that's great you know rebecca you said something just a moment ago that i really loved and we're going to come back to that in a moment and talk more about some of the options you're seeing uh, to move the f and i process completely online for those dealers who maybe want to exercise that as as that's be- becoming more uh available if you will um but the term you use was self desk and i loved that uh the customer being able to self desk i think that's going to be a catchy term uh in the future. Um, But let's go over to uh, Pete Marshall real quick. Pete is the Internet Sales Director at Riverside Ford of Tulsa in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, Pete, I guess the first question is, since you're at a specific store, um, you know, how hard were you guys hit? Have you been really affected? And then what have been the, what have been maybe the things that you've implemented, uh, no matter to what degree you were affected, that have have seemed to be uh, the things that have given you the most progress?
4: Uh, first of all, we've uh, yeah, it, it definitely did impact us a little bit. I mean, like it did with everybody. Um, we just had to adapt to it. Um, we we actually we split our dealership into teams, so we were running teams on an A shift and a B shift. So it's kind of weird working every other day from home. Um, you know, you you're at home and you think it's your day off, but you're actually still you know interacting with customers. Customers are still going to go online and they're going to, you know, still try to purchase a car or try to get as much information, you know, as they possibly can for a car. And, um, so we were running appointments only into the store. We did get a little bit of walk in traffic, but not too much. And, um, ironically, you know, like five years ago when I started off in the sales, um, I was big into actually bringing customers their cars, you know, for a test driver. Customers didn't want to come in the dealership. And I just make the process easier for them. So we kind of, um, you know, put that into practice to where we started taking vehicles to customers because they felt a lot more comfortable, to you know, to look at the vehicle in the comfort of their home or their office and whatnot. And then um, we, we started launching a, um, Kind of prior to that, actually, we went into a and in, where you can pick your car out online so you can pick up the car that you want online. you can actually choose your financing options, warranty maintenance, and go all through that. so we try to uh streamline that process and make it easy as possible for everybody
0: yeah, you know thank you Pete Amanda, let me ask let me go to you for a second um you know we're we're just talking about obviously we're just we're just we're having a conversation here based on what's been going on i know you i used the phrase over in our monologue uh, blaze as uh blaze Mm -hmm. as cribs and i were talking um turn on a dime you know and i know that that's something that you you know can relate to here all all of us can but you know based on what pete just said you know that he used to always you know make an option to take a customer a car the way i guess i've Mm -hmm. always looked at sales because let's just face it i mean what we're talking about here is really we call it process but it's just the people that are good at it, you know, quote process, I think understand sales, you know, I mean, that's just the reality. And and I've always been one to make, give an option, you know, if possible, even if it's innovative or creative or we're not normally doing it, you know, to get a sale, you know, and as long as it's legal, you know, or ethical, you know, moral, you know, but if it's if it needs to be done, I mean, that's just really out of the box. So, you know, um let me ask you about that i mean isn't that something that you uh you know you feel that you know if you can make an option available to a customer where you know it's not mandated it's not the way it has to be you know you know but it's an option how do you feel about you know really doing necessarily what it takes right to to move business forward um you know of course we've had to have it happen in the last couple of months but what's your thoughts even moving forward in 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 in, this, in that whole uh, idea if you don't mind weighing
1: in on that
5: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, everybody. Can you hear me okay? I've got my earbuds in.
1: We can? (laughs) Yeah, we're good.
5: So, when I started my sales career in 2002, I remember specifically a young lady had told her car, and this was years before Uber, so she, she didn't have easy access to get a ride, and I drove 30 minutes to go pick her up. I was a green tea, didn't even know what was going on at the time, right? My manager put me in a car, I went to go pick her up, brought her back to the dealership, sold her a car. Now things are a little different as far as the social distancing and what the paperwork looks like. And, and the process is a little more tailored, but the concept is the same. We do what we need to do to sell a daggone car and make a buyer comfortable, confident and happy. Right. Rinse and repeat. So I think this was a great opportunity for us as car dealers. This business is phenomenal. I love my industry. Um, and, and it hasn't changed in a very long time. It's been consistent and fluid. But I think this gave us an opportunity to, to really see where the holes were and what buyers really want. And for us to do some things that, okay, Carvan has been attempting to do, but, but we've kind of shunned them for trying to do this. But if it's what buyers want, then, hey, it's what we got to do. Because it's not up to us. They write our paychecks. Mm-hmm. So if, if they want cars delivered, guess what I'm doing? i mean i'm delivering if they want pizza i'm delivering pizza whatever whatever they want is what i'm doing so i i don't think it's new in fact i think it's a great time to get back to basics right uh and 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 just listen to what they're telling us they want and come through
0: you know yeah i think you know, rebecca just to kind of piggyback on that you know sometimes we've you know rebecca we've 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 uh, been so resistant to to embrace change, you know, um, because we, you know, I think that it's partially, I think it's comfortable. I think maybe sometimes, um, you know, it's the way I've done it. So it's, you know, I don't want it to change. Why change? I'm good at it, you know, and, and so forth and so on. But we don't understand what we're really good at. Those you know, those that are good at, at this and and are leading, they're good at, at at sales. They're good at relationship. And you're gonna and people don't understand. Even if you take this online or you you really change this process, you have to have interaction because there's going to be people that suck at it because they don't have people skills. And it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, how you choose to do it, you're gonna have to. Amanda said, go back to the basics. Here's, it's possible to to to, to adapt to a fresh, uh, you know. Uh, online process while going back to the basics going back to the basics to me is not going back to horse and buggy it's going it's going back to what i've what i forgot and what i stopped doing with regards to dealing with people effectively Mm -hmm. i mean what's your thoughts on that rebecca
3: Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, and people just people like to stick with what they know, right? And you know, and I've had this conversation a lot. And let's face it, dealers have been very, very successful doing what they've been doing. And it's like, you know what? Don't mess up my world. I've got this. I've been doing really, really well. And you know, my F and I department, let me tell you right now, rocks. So the chances of me changing anytime soon isn't going to happen. And that in and of itself is the real world. So that's what I like to address. You know, I talk about what's the real deal. The real deal is, you know what? There's a fear factor going up here. I've been so successful and some of these guys are making a billion dollars. It's like, why in the world would I change? And I'm not even saying you have to change necessarily so much, but you have to at least embrace some of these new ideas. You know uh for example it's not to say that people don't go into a barnes and noble store and buy a book still they're going to go into a barnes & noble and buy a friggin' book and they're going to go ahead and i'm one of them and i'm going to get a cup of coffee and i'm going to read a book and or there are going to be others who are going to go ahead you know what i'm going to get that book on that nook and i'm going to make my own coffee and i'm going to do this all online so here's the thing i think we offer both non-traditional and traditional ways of purchasing a vehicle. We have to be out there and we have to be able to service our customers. However, which way a customer wants to be serviced. And we also have to recognize we have competitors. Like you say, Carvana, you may not like Carvana. And believe me when I tell you, there's enough out there that think that Carvana is a colossal loser. Well, think again, if it's them that fail, there's gonna be somebody else who wins. The genie's already out out of the bottle. Yeah. How are you going to put this back in? So, these are things that are uh, that we have to think outside of our element and say, you know what? Whether or not we're successful or not, let's maintain that. Let's not be a blockbuster. Let's well, not be
0: a blockbuster. You know, Dave. Thank you, Rebecca. You know, Dave. It's just it, talk about Carvana <laughs> for a second, you know, because we brought it up a couple times. You know, and maybe not use the word failure or success because I mean, I who am I to? to to judge that. I don't really know, you know, you know, I don't really know what they consider successful or failure. I will say this, I don't think they're it. And I don't it's nothing against them because they've been around now for a while. So what they did though is they what Rebecca just said, they they did open up the door. But it's po- here's here's my thing. It's poised for dealerships to crush that. Yeah. They, they could crush that. Carvana could be crushed into because they're because you know, they're out there and you kind of lose. You only get, you know, the phrase, uh, guys, that you get one chance to make a first impression. First impression's out, man. It's it's like you can't come back and go, oh, wait, we're going to re, you know, you can only remake yourself a couple of times and, you know, it's, it's, uh Anyway, so I just I feel like the the the, the doors open for someone to come in Absolutely. and really take Absolutely. that to the level it should be.
1: Absolutely, you know we look at companies like Uber and then in comes Lyft and and although Uber still dominates, Lyft has a huge market share. And then who's to say there's not going to be a different one and another one, right? And then there's going to be those who come along and dethrone people because they just find a better way to do it. Hopefully that is in the dealer world when we talk about you know franchise stores and independent dealers and things like that. Well, I see. Um, I look
0: at Uber is is I look at Uber as as somebody who came and did what taxis refused to do, meaning right, taxis right, were right. around, so they were the they were the person who let the cat out of the bag. Uber just got a light bulb one day and just said, okay, now let's take that to another level. Lyft, kind of, you know, whatever. They're kind of right. like Vroom or whatever. But I'm I'm talking about Carvana's the taxi. Somebody's going to come along, just not as much of a gap, and they're going to do it better and it should be the OEM it should be the the new car
1: dealer franchises because it's it's not really that difficult you yeah. know yeah I, I want to go back to Becky one more time and then we'll get back over to Pete and Amanda but uh Becky Sorry. I mean <laughs> it, it, you know you know um it, yeah it, sure it, you know <laughs> we've had uh you know we've had shows before where we talked about hey are we are we eventually gonna see F and I go away and I won't get too deep into that but what I would ask you is do you see because I could see this if as do you see uh, an opportunity for F&I online to begin to actually drive sales because that's the one piece of information and things that that most consumers can't really do can't complete without going into a store Uh, so do you see that as actually beginning to drive sales because they can sign up uh, for payments that they're comfortable with right from home
3: I absolutely do um, and I don't know why we haven't gotten there sooner. Frankly, you know, um, as we were talking about, Amanda was talking about earlier, be it from me that I've been in the business for a long, long time. And I remember when here I am in Annapolis as an FI person and I created Wonder Woman and everybody thought, who the frick is Wonder Woman? And Wonder Woman was an um, avatar, if you will. And I was creating this subprime department and everyone thought there's no subprime. People in Annapolis, are you crazy? I mean, who's going to come in to a Toyota dealership in Annapolis with subprime? They don't exist. And I said, watch me. And here again, it was how I embraced it, right? And getting and and really being able. You know to to be careful-minded how we marketed it but at the same time i the sooner i was able to engage with that customer to determine the story behind the reasons for the slow pay history to determine and have my facts in order proof of income stips etc and you know we had this information up front sooner rather than the customer making their way and here's a, Again, it's something that worked in the past. What worked in the past, put the customer on any car, any car will do, and we'll figure it all out when they get into the dealership, right? And, you know, meanwhile, you know, we gotta flip them from one car to another car to another car to to make this deal work. Mm -hmm. And so it gets really ugly and it's long, and it's just a terrible experience, as opposed to why in the world couldn't we just go ahead and you would be able to streamline this process sell more cars get to the facts a whole lot sooner and be able to maximize our profits that's where it's going and that's where it should be going and i'll tell you with this technology the way that it is if we can get some some of these guys to realize the benefit behind this that you know you want to embrace that customer earlier on the more consultative approach that we we get earlier on engaged earlier on get the facts done sooner rather than later, proof of income checked out, it's just gonna make more deals and make us more profitable. Let it's me really that easy.
0: Let me get yeah, Thank you. Thank Let me go you, to you, Becca. Pete. Pete, you know, you've heard this and <laughs> with Rebecca talking and, and going, you know, you're there at the dealership level. And, and, going, you know, dealership level and, and when she's saying get these guys, I mean, obviously it's they're, they're guys like yeah. you, it's, it's, te- it's dealer, people at the dealership level. You know, what do you think? First of all, do you agree with that? And then secondly, why do you think, or what do you think possibly is the hesitation? You know, um, obviously Rebecca, you know, is, is training dealers is in, in, inside of multiple dealerships, uh, you know, now virtually I'm sure, but um, you know, Talk about that, Pete. Why, why do you think the hesitation, and, and do you agree with everything, or do you have your own take on it?
4: Uh, I, I agree with a lot of that, actually. Um, I, I think the hesitation with just everybody is um, they're scared. People are just scared of change. Um, you know, since this COVID 19 happened, I mean, every single one of us have had to adapt in, you know, big ways. And it's unfortunate for some dealers that they actually had to furlough and lay people off and whatnot. Um, but I believe that this just became like, uh, just a positive thing, you know, in every way that you look at it, because it's a challenge. We all like a challenge. If things get to be too easy, you know, we get stuck in that mundane, you know, just everyday thing, like, Oh, I don't sell a car today, but uh, I know tomorrow I'm going to sell a car, you know? So I think, um, This challenge is just, I'm looking at the positive aspect, you know. I mean, some people's glasses, half empty, some of them is half full. My glass is always overflowing. I mean, I'm just always ready, you know, for a challenge. If somebody needs something different and I've never done it, um, you know, I'm I'm all in. You know, we have a lot of younger guys here. And um, the younger guys have come up to, you know, us older guys and they're like, what do we do? What do we do? guys, I've never been through anything like this myself either. So we're going to, we're going to be <laughs> together. Right. We're going to adapt. So, um, I just, I feel like the the main thing is having strong leadership at the top. And I'm very fortunate that I have that here where, um, it's, it just comes from encouragement from the top, you know, from the owners to the general manager mm-hmm. to the general sales manager to the desk managers, our finance managers, um, if anybody, you know,
5: sorry.
4: <laughs> business, business coming in. Take care, girl. So I think that the biggest hesitation is um, is just uh, is fear, and uh, no matter what, you know, I just I believe I'm a you know, uh, God. I, I believe in faith over fear, no matter what, in every single circumstance.
0: That's my next uh, tattoo.
4: They require the same energy, you know, faith and fear. We don't know if it's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. So why use faith over fear rather than, you know, being scared like that's not going to happen. I believe that if we are if we act out in fear, we're going to miss out on a lot a lot of opportunity.
0: Yeah, and before so we can get Amanda back in. I know she just stepped away to take a call, but I want to bring her in. But Dave, you know, just to piggyback on one thing, I know we only have a few minutes left in the, I think how much time we have in this We're segment? out. Okay. Dos minutos. Okay, so we're out. Hey, did you know that? Yeah. How, how did I not know that? You actually I, you I saw that you thought. looked
1: down the moment Cribs looked up when I gave the five minute signal. Oh, okay. That was seven minutes ago. All right. So let's let's give in the
0: let's give him the closing remarks, but maybe maybe uh You know we'll start. We'll give Rebecca a chance to wait on this, but you know she mentioned earlier, like you know some are doing a billion dollars, and you know she's not saying you have to change everything, but just I I heard the word, or I kind of felt like maybe the word could have been add, add to, and it's like, and I really love what Pete said because leadership is the key because you can't do that. Pete can't do that at his dealership unless he has the blessing of the leadership. Right. And a lot of times, and I can relate to this because I've been this way before in my life. Where you're busy, you're so busy. That you're too busy to change. You're so, bu- yeah. and it's procrastination. You 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 push it off, but what you do is you don't realize that if you push it off too long, too far, you you kind of you're late to the party. Yeah. And and I think that it's leadership and having the courage to to embrace because you could you could without changing or upsetting the apple cart, you could add to, you know, and that's really what yeah. you need to do. You don't need to. You never. You know, turning on a dime is 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 the ability to adapt. You know, and make some some changes. It, you know, so that you're not, so that you're not caught off guard. You're, you're, you're bringing some things together quickly in a very small amount of time. Yeah. And, and that's what I think that needs to happen.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just timing. Right. And, and we'll have uh, we'll have Becky uh, close us out with a closing comment, but uh, I, th- I think that, I think that Amanda's, Amanda's back. Okay. I'm going to, Becky, just hang on. I'm going to go to Amanda real quick. Cause we want to get, uh, get her back in the conversation while she's on uh, Amanda. I think that, you know, uh, the timing of this, that it, the fact that every dealer in the country virtually is, is going through this, the whole world's going through it, right? So uh, my thinking is that, you know, if there's a time to look at change, even though some of us are forced to, um, it, now is it, right? It's almost, does, has it given you more confidence because it's forced you into a position of change? We know that everybody's changing, so everyone's trying to figure it out, but has it given you more confidence when you make a change and you see a difference and you go, well, you know what, wow, there might be better ways to do things than just the way that we're afraid to step away from.
5: Well, absolutely. Um, reflection and pivot, I think are my two favorite words for 2020. Um, and.
1: Nope. We lost her. (laughs) Okay. We lost her. I'll let you wrap that up, Becky, if you don't mind, uh, just kind of weigh in and, and with a closing comment. Um,
3: well, um, as far as how I see this whole thing canning out, you know, if you don't mind me just saying this really quick, I remember the days when I uh, when we implemented menu selling for the first time in the Autonation Mega Store days, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just freaking radical. Radical. It was radical. It was like, are you kidding me? We're not meeting customers in the middle of a showroom somewhere at a kiosk for crying out loud. And we're gonna go ahead and present a menu and we're gonna be terribly upfront. Customers are gonna understand a base payment. They're going to understand the terms of the sale they're going to have the apr sticking right out in front of them and then this is all before you're going to present products are you out of your mind there is no way this is going to work and so you know at first i'm thinking to myself i don't even know how this is going to work you know <laughs> but i'm going to do what i'm told to do and i'm out here and i am in different dealer and mega stores all over the country and i'm seeing some stuff for the first time i never would have believed that you could have you could have paid me a million dollars had i not seen it for myself and then from there everybody and the naysayer said you can't do this stuff, don't you know? And then we took the nation by storm. And not only in the mega stores, we went into the new car stores. And frankly, that's how it got born, right? That's That's how it all happened. So here's what I think. There is no such thing as walls. Get the walls out of your head. If this is where a customer wants to meet you online, you meet them online. If they want to meet you, I mean, in the service department, you meet them in the service department. Wherever that it is, wherever their comfort zone is, this is where I want to engage with a customer. And I'm gonna walk them down the digital journey of the sale. I'm gonna make them comfortable. I'm gonna make them understand what that buying experience is all about. You know what? I'm gonna sell them a car. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna convert them over to my financing. I'm going to get a deal bought, and you know what? I'm going to do what that dealer expects. I'm going to protect the dealer assets. I'm going to verify my customer to make sure that the information's accurate, and I can obtain funding, and I can get better deals done, and customers are going to love me all together for it. That's what we're doing.
0: It's good stuff. And, man,
3: I'm, like, I'm excited. I'm excited about it, and that's we're moving forward, so this is good
0: all right well, thank, well, thank you thank you so much well, thank was, you for having it? me no our pleasure thank you pete marshall rebecca churnik and thank you amanda gordon she thank uh you. she uh, dropped off so i really appreciate you coming on and uh, we look forward to having you guys again thank you thank you so much
3: thank hey, you
0: again. we'll be right back uh, don't go anywhere we've got the one and only frank lopes just lopes. around the corner right after this short break and we're going to be discussing we're going to give you a little tease here so we're going to be discussing what Bla- what i called you blaze again our <laughs> general wow, manager barely. here my gm is blaze I don't know why I'm keep doing it. I'll keep this on the demo. We call you both Bu- by your last names. That's why blaze. And we call you. True. True. I guess I guess. That's because there are 50 name. Daves here. Yeah. Uh,
1: buyers are liars.
0: That's what he's talking about. Buyers, buyers are, are
1: liars. liars. Uh-oh. Or is or are dealers liars? Uh. Frank.
0: Frank wants to know. We want to know what Ooh. you think. Right around the corner. Frank Lopes. Yeah, I am hey, just putting this mic on, guys. And I'm uh, going to try something here. This is off the cuff. All right. So while I'm sitting here, we pulled up the marketing team, pulled up Facebook. And... So we have Facebook events going on. I'm gonna let you sit there in real time and watch as comments come in. Check this out. These are people responding. Okay, they responded to me, yes. I'm just gonna keep the camera here for a second and watch what happens. Can't today, how about tomorrow? That's with a dealership in Texas. These are people responding to the ads as we speak. A minute ago, there were 15 or 20 of them just lined up one after the other. There's another one. I think I have an appointment for Friday, but if not, schedule me, please. That's one of Randall Rees There's another one. Hugo Perez says, I'm good. I was just checking out the post. I think I'm gonna keep what I have. Okay, that's all right. He still responded. It's just one after the other for the dealers across the country that are running this. If you're looking for something right now, they will do anything to make a, make a sale. <laughs> yes, we will. Hey, I like the used 2018 F-250. And the only thing I could trade in was a 2004 Ranger. There's a person for Bear Dodge. This is Toothman Ford. This is Malloy Toyota. This is Baird pre-owned. This person said yes, they're responding to the BDC. Just get a quick shot, but that's just some of the people taking the appointments. There you go, guys. These are people answering, did you get my info? Person impatiently asking for one of the random resources. did you get my info? How about this one? I can't get a loan through one main. I'd say it's a loan shot, call me. Malloy Ford. I mean, these are just people commenting off the ads. Over and over, look at this. This person's giving their address because they have an appointment. We're gonna send them in. You guys have just watched this live. So let me just give you a little feedback really quick. We're doing Facebook events with a very, very specific message. It's not Facebook, just a Facebook event. There's a very specific message. We we're signing up stores left and right. One of our stores started Friday morning. This past Friday, today's Monday. We walked in today. Over 1500 people had commented and or sent a direct message. These are people that are responding over and over. Look, we're just one more time here. Just so, you know, this is just live person giving their address. All right, Here's another one here person from Aloy Toyota, they're answering a question, they're saying no, this is another one for Tootman Ford, giving their address for an appointment, their email address, I'm good for any, I'm assuming that's going to say any day, these are people that are getting responses right now to this ad. Hey, if you're interested in this, the number is going to be on the screen, give us a buzz or email me at david at ipdagency.com, the number and the email address will be on the screen. Hey, what do you got to lose? Right now, we are batting 1,000, and we're signing up dealers left and right on this program. Dealers are telling their 20 group partners and friends about it and their sister stores about it. Just today alone, we signed up five stores that will refer to us. Reach out to us. All right, we're back, Auto Dealer Live, and we we got a great segment coming up here, man. Looking forward to this. I saw this post a couple of days ago. Got it printed out here. And along with some comments, and uh, Frank always knows how to stir up some stuff, man, and he did he did it again, and we got Frank Lopes on, but uh, Frank posted, buyers or liars, and he went on to kind of play both sides, you know, he does that too, kind of just walks right down the middle of the fence, lets everybody take shots and just laughs. Anyway, so Frank, <laughs> welcome to the show, man, and uh, long time brother, but um, great post, great content, you know, good feedback, everybody took their shots, and, uh, and, and so... You know what? What were you thinking about? What made you think about this? You know, you're a marketing guy, so I'm assuming you, you know obviously, you know, you know, you know what you're talking about. You've, you know, you've seen a copy this aggressive, and and you know why dealers do it. So talk a little bit about the post, and uh, let's get into this.
2: Well, I'll tell you, David. Number one, thank you for having me back on Auto Dealer Live again. I don't think I can count high enough. Like I don't know a number high enough for the amount of times. <laughs> that I have been on the show. So thank you so much for uh, for having me here. And, you know, like most things like this that I post, they come out of, I mean, honestly, they just come out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came from a conversation that I had with one of our dealer partners earlier that day, and he spit out the term, well, you know, buyers are liars. <laughs> and I was like, well, why do they lie? Right. And that's what I got back was like, well, they lie because, you know, they, they lie because they lie.
1: Oops. Okay. Yeah. A little frozen there, but we got most of that. So let's go ahead and... Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to reconnect, but... Uh, me think, you know what? Here we go. Go ahead, Pink.
2: Okay. So that made me think. Oh, I, I want to hear what other people have to say about this because, look, buyers are liars are one of the... It's one of the first sayings that we're taught. In the car business. Like, you know, you you, you start on your first day. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's no, you know, there's no <laughs> training or anything. But somebody teaches you somewhere that all the customers coming in, that they all going to lie to you. Yeah. So you know, like, and then somebody says, buyers are liars. Before you go
0: into this, cribs, because yeah, I know we're going to go, because this was not, until what he said, just what he said, I, I, you know, I, I, that wasn't even where the direction we were going I think we we're going to go at the marketing side but I want to say this what a crappy thing to do in the first place right in any company can you imagine an employee's first day I mean I don't think that flies a lot today, Frank, it really shouldn't, right? In any industry, can you imagine like an orientation? You're like, all right, welcome to, you know, ABC corporation. And by the way, our customers suck, you know? And you don't say (laughs) they're a bunch of dirt bags. I mean, that's in in reality, like I could never see myself, you know, as many things as dealers do and as hard as they are to sell, which is what we all do. You know, I don't tell our, our our reps here, are like man, let me tell you something. These guys are, you know, we, we really want to help them. And yeah, they're tough, and yeah, they're you know they're brassy, and yeah, they're bold, and yeah, they're sometimes jerks, and you know, and but you got to overcome those things. But I mean, we don't go through. You know what I'm saying? That's just. First of all, that right. is
2: David, the, the dealer. No, the look. The dealer doesn't say that to the to the to the green pea coming in. Right. Right. The manager doesn't say that. The other salespeople say it. Right. It's the other people that go in the, <laughs> and they get into their ear with this pa 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 and they put that negativity in there and mm-hmm. a lot of times they spoil somebody who could be who could be really, really good. We but saw hey, if that. you want to at
0: a dealership you, not too long ago we were there, remember that happened? Mm-hmm we saw that with some green peas they were i mean it was one guy that was there like a week was like out selling everyone and he or like a, a month and he was too green and the guy that was there like three months he was pissing all over everything it was like you know, well you what first, happened in that two months
1: you, you know you have two responsibilities as a salesperson one is to sell cars and the second one is to drive all the new salespeople away mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <There> <laughs> that's right well what's your thought
0: Go, I mean, with this whole subject. Well, my you know. thoughts
1: are, you know, there's there, there's truth in it. It's the way that it's talked about, I think, that's so controversial. But the, the, where the truth lies is that, you know, we all know that, uh, you know, anyone who walks into a store, they say them, they say things that aren't necessarily what we would think of as truth in order to ultimately protect themselves. And I think that was the point Frank was making: is is maybe are are they just liars, or are they protecting themselves from the dealers? Uh, you know things that we do, the tactics we've had in the past, the things that a customer could get caught up in if they don't uh, have some excuse that they're going to make uh, as to get out of dodge. Right? Is that is that correct, Frank? Am I on
2: the right track? You're totally correct. They're not, and here's the thing too: they're not really protecting themselves. From something that the dealer has said, because if the customer's walking in for the very first time, which over the last 90 days has happened like you know like six times in all the dealerships across the country, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we're we're so into a appointment setting type of thing, with all every single dealership has seen their leads go through this you know go through the moon over the last 60 days, and they're all like, hmm, I wonder why. It's why is because nobody wants to leave the house is why, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's not because <clears throat> of the fact. That, they, that we have lied to them in that one interaction. It's because of their perception. It's because of the public perception of what goes on in the car dealership. Because still to this day, still to this day, gentlemen, think back and try to give me one instance in popular culture where the car dealership has been put in a positive light. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, exist. Yeah, there but, has not. been There has not been one. It doesn't no. happen. So they think right away they come into the relationship like we're, you know, like we're guys rolling up to girls at a bar at last call. You know, yeah. it, it, they have that same type of defensive type of thing. Mm-hmm. So instead of us going in, sending out messages in the beginning, like of, you know, like, oh, we'll pay off your trade, no matter how much you owe. Yeah. And you're still going to pay. You're still going to pay how much we paid off. You know, you know, you can buy a car for $99 down $99 a month. I'm not saying that we didn't do those messages. Hey, I was just as guilty as doing them. Mm-hmm. Right. But now it's coming into a point and it's at been at a point already where that type of stuff is not necessary yeah like definitely not necessary and that's the so, reason why they cut with their fists up so let me yeah so let me
0: so now let's have let me get into the discussion a little bit with you i'm not sure what happened we got the uh slide up in front of us there but um okay are we still okay good can you hear us frank i can hear you okay, okay, okay so something happened to the video video so all right so let me let me throw out now now we're you and i can kind of wrap here a little bit on the marketing side so i agree with you I agree with you in in part because some of the things you said I um, possibly could never be done. If if it's a bait and switch, you know, then obviously there's no place place for that. But let's look at like strong or aggressive advertising in general. Um, the car industry right has always been and i think it's still to this day uh, and because it's so expensive you know people a lot of times and try to relate a, a, a car purchase to other things like you know a phone you know be more like apple be l- more like starbucks well my coffee's five dollars and 48 cents yeah. in my phone i mean phones are not cheap they're grand or whatever they are but i mean cars are you know far more than that so it's one of these things where dealers have always had to force the market you know, to to uh, you know, and it, because it's an emotional decision. Somebody does hesitate and, and put some pause there when they're spending that kind of money. So there's there's the need to get you know aggressive. But let me throw this out there. We're at the same time. I think there's some dealers that possibly might not know how to use some of the offers that are out there. For instance, if you're going to go around the financing, there's dealers that don't want anything to do with someone with bad or or low credit. And that's an issue where, you know, somebody would say, hey, we can finance you at all costs, you know, all credit's going to be accepted. Then they go into another dealership that doesn't really deal with subprime and they get jaded from the standpoint of all dealerships are you know, they can't really get me done. So, and maybe it's just that dealer doesn't want to, work that hard to have that department to chase those steps to get that done so i mean i think mm-hmm. is, isn't there isn't there kind of two sides to that frank i mean in other words you know there is there is the ability possibly to get aggressive on marketing you know uh, is it really where it crosses the line possibly to to a to a, to a lie or what, what, what's your thoughts
2: it definitely crosses a line and that's and that's the line that honestly right now we don't have to cross And and I'm saying we don't have to cross it because it's not necessary. Let's go special finance. It's not necessary to say we'll get you bought if you've never paid anybody. You know, we'll get you bought even if like you've kicked your dog every day. If you've been arrested. Right. If you've never paid child support, just come down here and you drive in a car. Like, like those types of things are not necessary to say. It's necessary to say that you are, and, and I'm putting this in, in layman's terms, you're sympathetic and you're empathetic and you're equipped to help somebody with maybe a cash income, or maybe who's, um, or maybe who's had a bankruptcy, or maybe who's recently went through a divorce. Right. It's OK. It's fine to say that, that you're empathetic, you're sympathetic and you're equipped to handle as opposed to saying that, you know, if you just got out of jail yesterday, you can get approved for a brand. That's new a big Tahoe, gap, though, right? You know? mm-hmm.
0: Crips, that's a big I think it's a little bit of a big gap. I, I'm agree with Frank. Like, hey, we can get you done regardless. You know, man, I'll tell you what, if you got in jail, if you, you know, if you're freaking, you know, hmm. capital Myrtle, you know, but but there's a far I think that's a big stretch from what from also the lingo. Maybe he said that's just my opinion. Maybe there's somewhere in the middle. What do you think?
1: yeah i think that there's you know there's a lot to unwrap here at, with there that is. and that is that is that a, is a big stretch and and you know one of the things that comes to mind frank is is you know <clears> how about the dealer who has the you know the car that, that the msrp is 43 grand but they can sell it for 24 9.95 to an active duty army military nurse that's currently enrolled full-time in school <laughs> who's leasing a competitor's yeah. product um and uh you know and qualifies for this this and that and is a member of Better Homes and Gardens and all of that good stuff. And okay. you only have four toes. <laughs> right. So, but right. is is that deceptive to say that hey, this car could be bought for this if all of these things applied come see the
2: dealer disclaimer. For details. So,
0: disclaimers, Frank. I mean, what what's your thoughts?
2: Right. And that's the exact point of the post. That was the exact point of the post is that when you know, there are reason there are reasons that every single state in our amazing and beautiful country has rules and regulations against what you just said, Cribs. There's reasons that they have that because it's not the right thing to do to people. Now, look, if you've got, if you are in, um, uh, the town, Killeen, Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you, both of you guys have been there. That's why I brought it up. If you're in Killeen, Texas and you're right next to Fort Hood, the largest military base in the world, and you advertise each and every sing- single one of your vehicles, including the military rebate, right? With the military rebate in the number, you're probably okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You're OK, because 80 some odd percent of your of your customer base is going to no, qualify sure. for that military rebate. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're going to do that in central New Jersey, where I am in Monmouth County, where like point zero zero one percent of people were in the military, they, you know, it, it, come on, you yeah. don't have to do that. And, and, and also saying the realtor discount on top of the farmer discount what if you got on top this? of the military so discount. So what about what about a saying
0: like I've been I've been a lot of dealers we've been working with have. Have, have gone this route. What about, you have some really strong subprime lenders. You've got a great, and I'm going back subprime again. I'm just going to bring this up. You got a, you know, you got somebody that's going again, it's going to do the work, chase the steps. They've got amazing relationships with, uh, with lenders that are going to be lower tiered lenders. Of course, the interest rates are going to be higher. There was going to be some downstroke required, but this person can get a car, here where there's a really good chance that there are four or five other dealers in the area that won't touch them. So that dealer says, "Hey, bankruptcies, repossessions, you know, bad credit not a
2: problem. Come on down, all credits
0: going to be accepted." Thoughts that's right.
2: It? 100%. That's that's totally fine. There's there's that and that's not lying because that's actually true. Because mm-hmm. a customer who comes in who has marginal credit, you know, they know they have marginal credit. Mhm. They right. know it. I don't think there's anybody who's ever <laughs> been, it. like, you know, surprised. <laughs> right, like, right. oh, my God. Like, uh, I had a bankruptcy? What? No, they know. Yeah. They oh, know. Yeah. They know when they yeah. expect. My credit scores are what? <laughs> yeah.
1: If my, yeah. Identity, if my identity is ever stolen, the joke is on them. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. So so that was the whole point. Like, like you know, because of the fact that we said things like, mm-hmm. you know, any vehicle in stock, $99 a month, you know, $99 down or... That big or ninety nine dollars a be
0: What's your beef with KBB? So you, I know you said something in the post, or somebody said something. I thought in the post here. You know, so what if I'm doing? I'm a dealer. Hey, you know what? Uh, we, we'll give you twenty percent or four thousand over KBB for your vehicle.
2: Right. Thoughts? Yeah. On that? so because uh, that's uh, that's a, a, a freaking beautiful one, right? That's mm-hmm. a beautiful one, and that's that goes right into the whole thing of why buyers are liars, mm-hmm. because you tell them that that you're going to do that knowing. Mm -hmm. that the customer is either a going to go online go to kbb use the tool wrong Mm -hmm. right they're going to inaccurately they're going to inaccurately appraise their car because everybody says their car is excellent they're going to put in the wrong mileage they're going to miss they're going to miss stuff on it right and they're not going to hit the trade-in value they're going to hit the retail value and and all that is is baiting the customer in for an argument that's all it does is bait the customer in for an argument, and then you wonder why you have to argue with the customer about what their car is worth when they say, "Well, KBB, well, well, KBB says it's worth that," and then the old, you know, then the old comeback is, "Well, KBB is not going to buy your car, but I will." Give, give me one example. Give
0: Frank one example. Throw in one curveball where a customer does say something that misrepresents, and a dealer has to deal with a customer that could be lying.
1: Oh well, I think it's well i mean is there well there's always the lie of i'll be back right but that's but but let's go right. back to what frank had mentioned about the customer you know well, but what kind about of something
0: unreasonable they want
1: um something unreasonable be- would be here's an example uh when we look at average or fair condition or good condition uh most people equate that the average consumer equates it to how c- clean they keep their car right, <laughs> right. it could right. have it could be a three-year-old car it's got eighty thousand miles and they're putting they're putting the mileage the mileage, correct, 80,000 miles, but then they'll put above average condition because the thing is clean as a whistle, right? Well, any dealer in the world, I don't care if they put the right mileage in or not, as soon as you look at 80,000 miles on a 3 old car, you never go to you know, above average condition. It's always less because than the average. next buyer just won't consider because that. the mileage automatically puts you in that place. That's correct. So that, that's just right. an example of the difference of a way of a consumer would look at their car, which to them and on the surface logically makes sense. But unfortunately, it doesn't make sense in the wholesale world. Mm. So
2: Frank closing they, remarks on that. Closing remarks on that is is it's perfect because look over the last over the last 60 to 90 days every dealer has had issues with the trade-in values because all of the trade-in tools that are available online are all so heavily dependent on um, on uh, oh my god on the uh not wholesale values. I'm sorry, on auction values. Mm-hmm. They're all so heavily dependent on auction values and there haven't been any auctions. Right. So there haven't been any updates. But Frank, so that is But Frank, dramatic, I have to,
1: I have to ask you and I'm sorry, but I yeah. have to ask you this. What about the dealer okay. that says, "I get it, I get it, I get it, but if I don't do that, the people aren't on the lot. I get the people here, I get the opportunity, we close the
2: deals. Hey, I'm successful at the end of the day." I will give you 40, 40 examples of how you don't have to do that. And you can actually increase your sales. That's fear that is said 100% from fear, David, that's it. That's 100% fear of change. That's 100% fear of, you know, of like, oh, that's the way I've always done it. So I don't want to change that. Mm -hmm. That that's all that that comes down to. That's it. It, it, Because the dealers who are doing something like that and they think that they have to do it too, that's just, that's absolutely silly. That's not, that you're fighting fire with fire is not going to work. You know, I tell those dealers as well, find another way. There's another way around it. If your if your competition is advertising all these new cars with all these rebates and all this r- ridiculous stacking stuff, or if they're making they're taking um, downed loaner cars and they're showing them as new and stuff like that, and you can't compete with that price, then you know what? Strip all of your prices offline show just MSRP with a line through it and a big button that says, get your customized price quote, or a big button that says, you know, how low can we go and generate your leads and qualify the, qualify the lead, quote them an accurate price and sell the benefit of coming in for an appointment. Love find it. a different way find a different way so you That's heard it
0: right there from frank lopes we could talk about this for a long time we should probably have you back frank i'd love to of do course this we should i think it's really good to to kind of do this and uh you know get some good dialogue like this going so hey make sure you guys comment uh, what your opinion is you know obviously everyone i think is gonna have an opinion on this and uh a lot of good comments coming in already but frank thank you man for
1: joining us always and, we'll and, so. and right. let me give frank just one second to uh to uh
2: uh, promote your new book. You have a new yeah. book out. Oh, uh, oh the, yeah. Uh, I almost the, forgot. Look the, seven, at it. the seven minute <laughs> setup. The seven-minute setup, uh, guys, especially all my auto pros, man, if you want to learn the way on how to set your goals and how uh, to actually achieve them, measurably achieve them in less time than you ever thought, buy this book. It's available exclusively on Amazon. Seven-minute setup. Nice and thin. Look, nice and thin. This is the process (laughs) that I used. It will work for you, too.
1: Good job, Frank. Awesome, Frank. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you,
2: guys. Love you, guys.
0: All right.